That's right, people. It's Monday. So, that means your first chin check of the week. <laughs> and today, we are looking back at the weekend's fun. Right, so we had UFC, you know, Waterstone v Hill, and we also had some NFL. So we took a look at all of that shit, people. So sit back and let's break it all down, okay? <laughs> back up. What? Okay, so. We've just had the first weekend of NFL football, and um, yeah, there was some fun fucking games. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ain't gonna lie, was some fun games, and uh, there was some crazy shit. <laughs> there was definitely some crazy shit going down. I mean, yo, <laughs> come on, man, really? The Lions. Fucked up against the Bears Yeah, I just That last play Right, that last play I don't know why You know what I mean They didn't throw to the sidelines Because what, they had six seconds I think six seconds Throw to the sidelines Shorten the distance Do it like that It's all you had to do But no, they fucked it it was like, ugh, god damn. And, hey, listen, I don't think it takes a lot to realise that if you've got two teams that play in fucking red, one of them has to wear a different fucking colour. The 49ers v Cardinals game. What the fuck was that? That was a fucking colour clash like no other. I'm like, look, because the the amount of white on the Cardinals fucking jersey wasn't enough. There was so much red on that field. Man, I thought it was either the red wedding again or, hey, everyone's flows just synced up like a motherfucker. But that was some crazy ass shit. Yeah, but I, I just thought it made no sense. It really didn't make any fucking sense. So many kicks were missed. So many fucking kicks were missed. Like, you know what I mean? I, I, I think the Bills must just be lucky, happy that they won. Because, god damn it. I would be pissed. Let's be honest, right? Let's be honest. The kicker has it fucking easy. He doesn't have some giant motherfuckers, you know what I mean, coming at him hard, right? Essentially, he ain't getting hit. So, if you miss... Now, I'm saying, listen, there's some kicks that you go, okay, that wasn't really the kicker's fault. But when the kicker just hooks it like a motherfucker, I'm saying, I feel there should be repercussions. You know what I mean? There should be repercussions. You should make him understand. You fuck this shit up. You gotta pay, son. You know what I mean? And, hey, it could be whatever you wanna do. Now, I don't feel that 
yo, losing a little money, that ain't really gonna cut it. Do you know what I mean? Now, if you if you said <laughs> that if if a kick is so egregious, homie's gotta get pegged by the cheerleaders, you know what I mean? Middle field, the cheerleaders can run a train on his ass. Boom! He's not missing a fucking kick. He ain't missing a fucking kick. Now, if he then misses every other kick that season, <laughs> yeah, you probably need to work something else out um, because he's looking forward to those peggings. You know what I mean? So a different sort of punishment. Now, if you made the cheerleader sit on his face, hey, then he's <laughs> then he's gonna be hitting every single time. So you can work it out. I'm sure you can work it out, but. Fuck! Some of those kicks should not have been missed. It it was just, whoo, <laughs> man! It was insane. And talking about insane, how fucking bright is the Chargers' kits? I'm saying no. Like now. That would be a smart move, right? Because you're thinking you need something to distract the other team. Now, let's make our kit so bright it will burn their retina. And um, I think that must have happened because, hey, they beat the Bengals, right? <laughs> and I think that could have been it because, god damn, that yellow was so fucking bright. It was crazy. You know what I mean? I, I, I think I lost some extra sight. <laughs> I might need to go to the opticians. That was insane. Fuck. <laughs> uh, now, a lot of people have been saying Brady played poorly. I'd say his offensive line was a little shit. You know what I mean? There were certain catches that other receivers would have made. I think they, the receiving call is a little sloppy out there. But it's the first fucking game. I'm, I'm, you know what I mean? He's lost the first game with the Patriots before. And then they've just gone on a tear. So I ain't really looking at that as, you know, a huge travesty or something like that. You know what I mean? Now, what, <laughs> what helped make my fucking day? Ah. <sighs> Was Washington Because There's a lot going wrong over there But To beat the fucking Eagles And especially the way we started Because that first whew, That first quarter Was not good Wasn't good But then Hey we just seem to work it out I mean I, I have to say I'm watching <laughs> I was watching the beginning And I was just thinking Why the fuck did we release Adrian Peterson What the fuck Did we do Those motherfuckers Have fucked us over I'm not pleased God damn it But hey <laughs> Shit settled down you know what I mean? Shit settled down. And god damn it. Whew. This is good that it did. 
Now, like, listen, yard-wise, no one really lit it on fire, but, hey, Barber put in work, Barber put in work, got those two touchdowns, which was sweet, you know what I mean, Hawkins, hey, Hawkins, Haskins even, Haskins, Hawkins, but it begins with H, you know what I'm saying, Hey, he didn't do bad. He didn't do bad. Now, obviously, he could have done better. But no interceptions. That's always a good look, right? No interceptions. Through for a touchdown. So, uh, yeah. You know, not a bad start. There is room for improvement. But we set a solid foundation. So, hopefully, you know, we uh, can move nicely from this point forward. Uh, you know, there's definitely been those times where we started well and then just shit the bed the rest of the season. So, I am hoping that, uh, you know, we, we move on nicely from this. But, uh, yeah, you know. A decent start. Decent start. So, um, you know, it's going to see... You know, I'm interested to see how the Steelers do tonight uh, against the Giants. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I'm, that'll, that'll probably be the next game that I watch. But not a bad weekend on the on the American football front. I will point out, though... The one uh, piece of bullshit that I, I I did notice, The Guardian has been, like, putting out pieces going, Oh, the booing, the booing shows, you know, the problems in America with race relations. And I'm just like, you can't play that game. <laughs> you can't. Play that game when at football games, the amount of racism at fucking football games, the amount of booing, the bananas thrown on the pit. Hey, there, there is enough happening here. Like, don't be throwing stones when you're in a small ass grass house. You know what I mean? Because, hey, that's some bullshit. You know what I mean? Don't don't point a finger when it ain't no better over here, right? Ain't no better over here, and that's a small that's a real small fucking fraction. You know what I mean? Like the the amount of people, especially when the capacity is so down, right? And not even every game had people in it. So, yeah, shut up, Guardian, idiots. But I, I, I'm going to end on this. Stop with the Paulton sound into that. I'm just like, it'd be better just playing with it, no noise. But, you know, what I mean? you're piping sounding. That, that is a bit fuck cruise. That is a little bit fuck cruise. Ain't going to lie. I thought. Come on, people. Let's stop that shit. 
Come on. And painting fans' faces and all of that bullshit. Ugh. Just, you know what I mean? Just chill. It's an empty stadium. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? Right? But anyway, I enjoyed the games. Okay, so UFC Fight Night Waterstone v. Hill is now done. And yo, this was a fun event. This was a fun event. And crazily enough, we didn't really lose anything, right? We had 12 fights and everything that kind of was settled during the weigh-ins, that all happened, which is definitely a good look, you know, I think the, I think the match now, Tyson, Nam, um, and Matt Fravola were the last changes, really, from the card, so that was great, right, um, we had, uh, who was it, it was uh, Bisbing and um, Bright Brendan Fitzgerald on the commentary, Buffer was uh, doing the announcing, so yeah, it's all good, and it started in the prelims, we had a uh, women's flyweight bout, it was Justine Kitch against Sabina Mazzo, um, yo, this fight, man, this wasn't a bad fight at all, now, Mazo had the, she, oh man, she had the reach, she had a big reach advantage over Kish, so, Kish had to close the distance, you know, she didn't want to be on the outside, and, like, She'd noticed that Mazo starts slow. And this is something Mazo is aware of herself. So the fight starts and Kish comes out fast. Fast and hard. And she's throwing a lot of leg kicks. But she's doing a nice little combination. So she's throwing a, a left and a right. Boom, 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 boom. And just trying to get in close so Mazo can't use her reach, right, that, that you can see, that's clearly Kish's, um, game plan, and to keep busy, she's doing a good job, now, <laughs> Mazo, it's not like she's standing there, right, so, at one point early in the first round, she lands a big head kick, it's not completely flush, and, you know, Kiss shows no real reaction to it. But you're just like, oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? She does not want to eat too many of those. That ain't great. But, you know, Kish kept to the game plan. You know, in throwing a lot. The one, you know, the one issue is Kish is dropping her hands a lot. You know, she's dropping her hands and um, she's trying for a lot of spinning attacks. But because, you know, Mazo has this reach advantage, 
Kish is spinning and she's not really connecting for the most part. On the odd occasion, she might do. But even if she does, nothing is ever flush. So, yeah, the spins are a little reckless. Um, and Mazo's got some stiff punches, which she is landing. You know, but Ink Kish is having the better of the first round. And she gets a takedown towards the end. So she finishes on top, throwing down some ground. Not a great deal, you know what I mean? Because Mazo's legs are so long. But she's landed a few. So the second round. Second round is a, a lot of the same. You know, Kish trying to keep it on the inside. Now, Mazo is um you know she is landing more in the second round right and again she lands um a, a big head kick this in this round though um kitch lands her own she catches a um a kick from mazo and then she does a jump kick which uh connects but I think because of the jump element of it, it's not hitting with, you know, the huge power. But, you know, it, it is showing that Kish is trying stuff, right? She She's trying to be different. She's trying to mix it up. She's trying to keep Mazo off balance, you know? Um... Mazo is landing though, she's got a really good stiff jab, and she does come some, on occasion she throws a good one too, now I think the big difference is mainly, Kish is throwing it in more kind of chunks, and Mazo, she's pushing out single shots, you know, she's kicking, but yeah, she she's not really putting a lot together. So on a judge point of view, you'd imagine Kish is probably up two because of you know just the 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 forward pressure and the volume. So we're going into the third. Um Kish comes out fast, but you know, Mazo she knows that she needs to um up the tempo. And she lands three decent head kicks. Not back, not you know what I mean? Not back, 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 back to back like that. But over the course of the first two minutes, she, she lands these kicks. And yeah, they're not completely flush, but they're getting closer. This is the thing. Mazo seems to be getting closer. And Kish, she's not slowing down her efforts, but you can see her getting sloppier, right? So, although she's trying not to show, you know what I mean, that, that she's tired, her form is showing that, yeah, she's a little tired. But, you know what I mean, the pace she's going at, yeah, you can't fault her for that, you know? Um, but it is meaning she's getting caught. 
and um, Mazzo is coming with more volume. Um, uh, there is a point when um, Kish, you know, because she has to keep him close to stop the kicks, but occasionally she comes out and circles a little bit, and she's circling the wrong way a lot of the times. And she walks into a huge head kick that this time does connect flushly. It it it, it rocks Kish. She stumbles back and falls down. Mazo, you know, what I mean? she she's not going to uh, let the opportunity slip. So she jumps on Kish, and instead of throwing shots. Because she look, she's landed some good shots and Kish has eaten them. So she goes for a rear naked. Kish is trying to fight it, but you know she she is rocked. Um and yeah, it doesn't take long for Mazo to get the arm underneath the chin. She falls back and Kish has nothing else to do but to tap. And, ah, uh, you know what I mean? You feel bad for her because she was putting in a really good effort and her game plan was working. But, yeah, it's, you know, it, it, it's, it's the guard, you know what I mean? She was dropping a guard too much and she was just getting a little tired. It's a little sloppy, you know what I mean? And all it takes is a, a second... Of a lost concentration. And you can get caught. And that's what happened. And Mazzo just made a pay for it. You know, so it, it was it was great from Mazzo's point of view. She kept with it. And uh, she got the win. You know. But there's definitely a lot of positives. Kish can take out from this fight. So um, we next jump to the welterweight division. Uh, we got Anthony Ivy against Brian Barberina. So um, Barberina, you know, he hasn't fought for a little while uh, because he had a, a back surgery, which you know is interesting, right? Because it is something you didn't really know, and it does make a lot of sense. Now this is um, Ivy's second fight. Uh, you know, he fought in June, beginning of June, where he got the um, quick loss to Christian Aguilera. Uh, so, you know, and you know that Ivy is looking at this as a another opportunity to, you know, just make his mark, you know, on the division and really let people know what he's about, Right? And Barbarina wants to show that, hey, the back injury, that did play a part in just him not being able to put his best foot forward. And I think we see that, right? So, you know, the fight starts and Ivy is throwing a lot of feints. Uh, but, right, so he, he, he comes in... Um, you know, he comes in to shoot, and, ah, uh, you know, 
Barbarina just catches him nicely. You know, patches him nicely. And it hurts him. Right? And that was, I feel that really just set the scene for the whole fight. You know, because when Barbarina had the space to throw hands, he would and he'd connect. And you could see that, yeah, it, it visibly had an effect on Ivy. Ivy would, um, you know, he, he, he shot a lot. He shot a lot. I think he landed four, four takedowns for like 20 attempts, something like that, which is kind of crazy. And it definitely took its toll on him. You know, by the second round, he was visibly tired. Now, he was able to land on Barbarina. But I, I think the problem for Ivy is... He's... He, he, he never really set himself. Right? So he's just throwing a shot without really... You know, setting his legs um, and getting everything behind the shot. Because... He was always worried about the power of Barbarina. You know? And I think that's that's the big thing. Right? Ivy just... he It's like he never really gave himself a chance. He's always shooting, but he was never really setting up the shots. You know? So that's why Barbarina was, for the most part, able to stop him. When he did get Barbarina down, usually just it's a flash and Barbarina's up, right? There was, I think, he got him down for a little bit in the second round, didn't really throw anything. Um, the most damage Ivy did was in the third round when he uh, got him down the first time and he was he got off some shots. Barbarina was throwing some big shots at the same time too So there wasn't really a moment where You know, Ivy had a, a visible dominance You know, where he's just doing He's the one solely doing damage And, um, yeah, just putting in work Right, uh you know, he does end the round on top and end the fight on top, but Barbarina was attacking with a Kimura as well. You know? It's, 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 mm, it's difficult to see where Ivy goes from here. Because, you know, I don't know. He, he just wasn't giving himself that opportunity, that chance. Like, he his shooting wasn't the best. Yeah, when he was throwing, it didn't seem like he really ever wanted to stand. You know, stand and engage. He always seemed a little bit worried. You know? And, uh, yeah, that was the issue. Because he did connect on Barbarina. That's the thing. He was connecting, and 
you know, this is the thing, like, Barbarino is a good fighter, but when he does go, you know, into the upper echelons, he, he, you know, he usually loses because they will, you know, when they're catching him, they're setting themselves, they're putting things together, but Barbarino will always dominate a fighter like Ivy. Because, you know, he's just got that grit, right? He's got that grit and that fire and determination. And it, it just seemed that Ivy didn't. Seemed that Ivy was always just a little bit on the back foot, a little bit concerned. He, you know, he was worried about getting hit. So it it didn't allow him to be free with what he was doing. We'll see if he gets another shot, you know. And I imagine if he does get another shot, he's got to win that fight. You know, I, I can't see him losing a third fight and still being in the UFC. But it is crazy time, so who knows, right? Who knows? But... Great win for Barbarina on his comeback. Uh, so we then uh, we have a catchweight fight, right? So you know it would have been a lightweight fight, but uh, Brock Weaver's op- original opponent, who was Frank Camacho, he unfortunately got COVID, so had to pull out. Uh, now Turner. He was scheduled to fight last week, so he um, stepped in at the last minute, uh, and they just made it a catchweight fight. So it was 165. Um, It was, (laughs) oh man, this was not a bad fight at all, you know? So the fight starts, and yo... Turner lands a huge right straight away And you can see that Weaver is rocked He's rocked So he does a sensible thing Goes for the takedown uh, He can't get it uh, Do you know what I mean? But he, he figures Look I take away his legs Take away the power Smart, right? But you know, Turner is using his reach to effect, shooting that jab out and landing some real solid body kicks. You know, Weaver is trying for the legs, but yeah, Turner, you know, he, he's just really putting it together well. He then, you know, things settle down a little bit, but then Turner comes with a huge one-two. Weaver goes down, Turner follows up with ground and pound, ah, you know, there was a moment you think, oh shit, is it done, is it done, Weaver though, manages, like, ah, you know, that, it just shows true warrior spirit, because he, uh, you know, just powers through, and wrestles Turner to the ground, can't hold him though, but that's the round, right? So we go into the second round, and um, 
yeah, Weaver is, he's circling, he's trying to, yeah, find those openings, right, find those openings, land a jab, just unsettle Turner so he can implement his game plan, but Turner is using that reach, man, using the reach, just picking Weaver off, yeah, right? just putting in some really good work. Now Weaver is, tr- you know, he tries to get inside, tries to grapple, but hey, Turner ain't having that. And in the clinch, he is landing knees to great effect, just attacking that body, trying to get some up to the head. You know, right? um. Yeah, they break away. Weaver tries to come forward with the pressure. Turner lands a huge uppercut. Weaver goes down. Now, Turner thinks he's got the walk-off knockout. But Weaver isn't out. (laughs) So, Turner then turns around. He's just like, oh, okay. Oh man, it was amusing. It was amusing, um, but he goes back, gets a takedown, and uh, you know he just implements his great ground game. Sinks in the rear naked choke, and it's night night. You know what I mean? It's done. Weaver has to tap a um really good performance from Jalen Turner. You know ah. Uh, He's, um, yeah, putting in some good work. It'll be interesting to see who he gets matched up with, uh, you know, in, in his next fight. Hey, maybe, you know, he'll uh, fight Camacho. I think that would be a, that'd be a fun fight, right? Um, so another fighter who was originally scheduled to fight last week. Alexander Romanov steps up next. So he um you know he's eleven and oh making his UFC debut and he um goes in against Rock Martinez who is also making his uh you know his UFC debut. So um whoo like two really big dudes up in there he had a feeling this was going to be a good fight. So things start off and Martinez is attacking the legs. But, um, you know, Romanov, he hits a real heavy body kick. Um, he then uh, gets a takedown. Right, Martinez... He he makes a pretty, you know what I mean, decent transition trying to lock up a heel hook. Uh, Romanov is able to escape, gets on top, and he is dropping, oh, just vicious ground and pound. It is not good. Yo, Martinez is able to get up, though. Not for long, as Romanov just grabs him round the waist, hoists him up, and slams him down. And, uh, yeah. Romanov is just 
vicious. Vicious on top. Yo, Martinez gets up. Ronov takes him down again. Just more ground and pound. Dropping hammer fists. Double hammer fists. Now, Martinez, is he's got his guard up. And he is blocking a lot of the shots. But, you, you know what I mean? They, it, it still cannot be good to be taking all of this. And you have to kind of feel like, is it really intelligently defending yourself? You know? It, it, it's crazy. But Martinez is able to survive the round. Right, so we go into the second. Martinez is pushing forward. Romanov, he, he, you know what I mean? He's looking for the takedown. He gets it. And back with the ground and pound. This time, he's a little bit more measured with it. Really just picking out the shots. When he finds an opening, he just unleashes with just... Crazy power It's uh, A little unsettling <laughs> um, he, he then starts looking for this, You know just All manner of Submissions you know, he, He's trying a few Different things Nothing is Quite working But then he sinks In a head and arm choke and it's done. You know? Yeah. Martinez has to tap. Oh, man. It's just like... <laughs> Romanov is an animal. Like, King Kong is a very fitting nickname. And it's definitely going to be interesting... To see who they match him up with in that heavyweight division. Because he looks like he could be a problem. You know? Definitely looks like he could be a problem. So, we then jump to the lightweight division. We've got Roosevelt Roberts. Who was meant to be fighting Matt Provola. Provola fractured his foot. So we um got a late replacement in Kevin Crom. Um Yeah. Okay. For one person, this fight went incredibly well. The other not so much. Yeah, not so much at all. And uh yeah. Crom had an incredible debut. So it just, I mean, it, it starts off. Crom comes forward, and just with maybe the first punch, catches Roberts with a huge left. Roberts goes down, and Crom just jumps on top. Sinks in the guillotine. And it, it's not your just normal grip guillotine. He He's using uh, a high arm approach. 
dip a slightly different grip and he is cranking it and you know you just see Roberts try to get to the hands but because the grip is different he can't and all he can do is tap it, it was just over in like 30 seconds it was so freaking fast you know what I mean and just yeah great for Crom just not good at all for Roberts and I, you kind of feel, uh, you know what I mean? The, he, he, Roberts had the same problem in this fight as he did with uh, Jim Miller. And also, look, the same thing happened. On the way, um, you know, to, uh, to the ring, he texted Bisbing in the Miller fight and was just like, oh, Remember, when I win, say this, eh, this ain't going to go long. Did the same thing in this fight. And I think he, he he's just too confident. You know, he's too confident. Which, look, confidence is never a bad thing. But it is when you then just disregard your opposition. You know? You can be very confident, but always remember what's in front of you. And look, when you get to the UFC, you're not easy work, right? You may have more experience than someone, but hey, they can catch you, right? So that's the thing. Roberts, he, he sometimes he just gets way too comfortable and lackadaisical. You know, he did it with Miller, left his arm. Just, it was insane, just left his arm there, you're fighting a jiu-jitsu black belt, you cannot leave your arm, you know, so he got caught, and with Crom, just, yeah, guard was not up, got caught with the left, you know, so, I think Roberts needs to work on that, he needs to work on the focus, Crom, Whew. Well, that's just a tremendous debut. So, um, yeah, be interesting to see what he can do in his next fight, you know. Uh, but that leads us to the main event of the prelims. Have Julia Avila against Sejara Eubanks in the women's bantamweight division. Man, so these girls go to war pretty much straight away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wasn't a lot of feeling out. You know what I mean? Avila came forward with some jabs and then they just let fly. You know, Eubanks started to push for a takedown. Manages to get Avila up, slams her down. You know what I mean? Uh... She's able to, uh, you know, land some good shots. Avila was able to get up. They clinch. Avila lands some good knees, you know. She then gets her own takedown from a trip. Lands some, you know what I mean, some big elbows. You know, which is, um, yeah, good. She, you know, she tries... For um a sub a f- you know a few submissions, uh, 
you know, Eubanks is able to escape, Avila, you know, she gets a, um, another trip takedown towards the end of the round, you know, so you're kind of thinking, okay, Avila might have taken that first round, right, second round, again, they're coming out fast, Avila is throwing out the sharp jab, you know, she's kicking well, Eubanks, you know, she's kicking, she's, you know, she's trying to counter, um, she catches a kick from Avila, gets a takedown, Avila's going for a sub from the bottom, which, um, you know, I mean, she's not really that close on, you know, Eubanks, she's, um, yeah, just looking to control things, looking to control, land some ground and pound, you know, she um, goes for a rear naked, Avila's able to escape, but Eubanks ends the round back on top, landing some ground and pound, Uh, so you're thinking it's probably going into the third one all. And you also are seeing that once Eubank gets on top, she's usually able to control things. You know, uh, just, I don't know, Vila isn't able to really implement much from the bottom. And she's probably trying way too hard for the subs rather than just to stand up straight away. So we go into the third, and Eubanks is pushing forward, landing some good shots. Avila's trying to counter, you know. Um, Eubanks goes for a takedown. Avila's trying to stuff the attempts, but Eubanks is persevering and gets a trip. Right, now she's on top. She's just able to stifle all of Avila's, you know, attempts at um, submissions. She's able to control her and just land ground and pound, you know. And, yeah, you you just, you know, uh, she's definitely won the fight. Right, there's Avila just wasn't able to do anything, not able to get back up. Uh, Eubanks controlled basically the third round, and yes, she takes a victory. You know, a, a good, definitely a good victory for Eubanks. Um, you know, I think Eubanks' big issue is just really just the um. Her, the frequency of her fights, right, so, it, you know, if she can get in there more often, you know, this is a great platform for her, you know, and Hank Avila, like, she definitely needs to work on her, you know, her, her getting back to the feet, right, because she, you know, she, that's where she was having trouble, you know, once she got taken down, she was, um, yeah, struggling to get back up. But, 
you know, definitely a solid fight to lead us into the main card. So, let's see what the hell happens next, right? Okay, so we start the main card with, goddamn, what a fucking fight. Okay, so we had Carl Nelson against Billy Quarantino in the featherweight division. And, yo, this was back and forth. But I, I really think it was, I don't know, maybe a pacing issue. Because Nelson came out hard. You know, he was really pushing the pace in that first round. And he was landing well. You know, he definitely had the better of that first round. Right? He was landing big, heavy shots. Big, heavy shots. And at times, it looked like Quarantillo um, just was off the pace. You know? Now, he started to get back into things. But, uh, yeah, he, he definitely, I feel he struggled a little in the first round. And that's not to say that he wasn't landing. Like, he was definitely landing some nice low kicks. And I think because of his length, he was able to get that knee up the middle. And he hit that a few times, you know. Uh, so that was good I think mean, getting the takedown at the end of the round Was um, Helped with his morale And so in the second round You know I mean it, it helped his morale But you know I think he pushed for the takedown a lot In that second round He really did uh, Now he He couldn't get it at first but I think that war on Nell, like just that heaviness, you know, in the clinch, I think that war on Nelson, and also eating some of those elbows and shit, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I, I think Nelson came mad hard in the first, and then come the second, it, like, I don't think he... If Quarantilo wasn't so heavy on him, it, it may have gone better. But yeah, I, I think that really hurt him, you know. Um, but, you know, again, he's still, you know, he was still landing, right? Still landing. And he was able to get up when Quarantilo finally got him down in the second, but that third round was, I feel the third round was definitely, definitely an issue with stamina. Now, it was a great shot from Quarantillo. Ain't going to lie. That was like, woo. But the way Nelson came out, he was just so tired. He was so tired. So just was not ready for that right. And Lord, oh my days. That just, oh, man, that just put Nelson out. I just, I couldn't believe, like, it was a shock, right? Because, look, they were both throwing heavy shots. But you didn't really think that either, you know, had the, that knockout power. You know what I mean? So when, yeah, when Colin Tiro put Nelson to sleep, god damn.
that was some crazy ass shit. But uh, definitely a real good, it was a real good win for Quarantillo because, you know what I mean, it, it showed that grit, which we definitely saw in the Spike Kailao fight, right? But, you know what I mean, sometimes people do that once, but can you do it again? And he did it again, and he just really ended with the exclamation mark. So, yeah, definitely interested to see who Quarantillo faces next. So, we jump up to the lightweight division for the next fight. Bobby Green against Alan Patrick. And... Ah oh, man, Bobby King Green. What can you say about that son of a bitch, right? When you looked at the fight, now Bobby, he's so versatile, right? So I figured he was gonna win this one. But Patrick, he got that length and shit, right? So you think, hmm, it could be problematic. But I I think when Patrick went for that suicide throw and it did not go well. <laughs> you know what I mean? It did not go well at all. And Green was just like, no. <laughs> I just landed on top. And then just whew, put it on him. You know what I mean? I think that spoke volumes. And it also showed, right? Because if you think about last week. Overeem was basically doing a kind of a suicide throw on Sakai, but Sakai, no real understanding, right, so he ended up on bottom, but, you know what I mean, you, you like, that was a big thing, right, Overeem couldn't do that against a, um, you know, a decent wrestler, because anyone else would understand, just change your body position and land on top, like Green did, and yeah, that that was basically how that fight went, right? So Bobby Green, he just used his skills and um, put it on Patrick, man. You know, kept, got the takedown throughout the fight. And, you know, when Patrick, he, he went for a few submissions. But, hey, it's Bobby King fucking Green, son. He was able to fight all of those off and get the win. And it was a decent win too But I did like the fact that after the fight He just wasn't happy Right? Wasn't happy And I get Look, it was a good win But you could definitely see it wasn't As, you know, slick a performance As we've seen from Green Right? But I think it speaks volumes about someone when you can just break down your performance and you can go, all right, yeah, that wasn't as good. I wasn't as sharp there. You know what I mean? Rather than some people who just eke a win and then talk like they just fucking murk someone. So, yeah, that was good from Green. And, yo, just, uh, yeah, the whole Iranian wrestler, hey, that was some crazy shit. And I, I respect Green's reaction, man. I respect Green's reaction. Uh, so we then jump up to light heavyweight for one of the just weirdest fucking fights. That fight made 
no fucking sense. And, like, what happened in that fight? Because that was some bullshit. That was some bullshit. Now, people, you know I'm talking about Ed Herman against Mike Rodriguez. Because, oh, my days. Right? Oh, my fucking days. Now, this was an odd performance from Rodriguez. Consider, like, because the way we saw him fight against uh, Marcin Pacino, um, he was really slick. You know what I mean? He, he showed great movement. Now, it was a quick fight, considering, but just the way he fought in that fight, so different to this one. Right? Because he wasn't slow in that fight. He 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 was very methodical and just very precision focused. In this one, it was a lot different, right? Because I feel he allowed Herman to get on the inside all the time. Right? He didn't seem to be Fighting behind the jack, you know what I mean? He wasn't using his tools to keep Herman out, out of bay, right? Now, when it did get in close, he hurt Herman, for sure. He hurt her, those elbows, god damn. Yeah, they were nasty, right? They were nasty. And, you know what I mean? I don't know. It it was it was a weird game. Now, when he got taken down briefly at the beginning of the second round, he got up. Right? So we we could see that he had some skills and all of that and he was putting work like that body kicks he was landing. They were tremendous. Tremendous. And you could see, right, he was weakening the body. Just the body kicks and then the knees. Those knees. Ugh. So, when Herman goes down, right, he goes down. And Chris Taini, for some reason, thinks it's a low blow. Right? You can tell by someone's body language when they've been hit by a low blow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Firstly, they're holding their fucking nuts. At no point was Herman holding his nuts. You know what I mean? It, it was a completely different reaction. It's a completely different reaction. And that was some bullshit. It was some straight up bullshit. Was he basic that <laughs> you the way you were down? That's a TKO. It was a TKO. It was fucking weird. But uh, yeah, so we then you know what I mean they get up and all of that, right? So we go into um you know the third round and like Herman gets a quick takedown, can't hold it. 
but then it's just that Kimura. Right? And you just think, Rodriguez, what are you doing? Yo, he, like, he was landing those really good elbows before the Kimura, right? He was landing those really good elbows and everything, yo, he's had Hermit in trouble. But it was just, there was opportunity to, I mean, just get out of that Kimura position. But Rodriguez just didn't. I don't know if he was tired, like what. And the moment Herman stepped over the head, you knew it was over at that point. Right? And that you just like, yeah, it's done. It's done. But, ugh. Hey, it was just so fucked up. And when Bisbin interviewed Herman, I was just like, look, let's address the elephant in the room. Like, what was going... And Herman's just like, oh, well, you know what? I don't really know where I was hit. I'd probably have to look at the tape. And he's just like, that answer just says it all. <laughs> because you know if you've been hit in the balls, right, there's no, uh, oh, I, I wasn't quite sure if I was hit in the ball, no, the pain, everyone knows the pain that goes with that, like, look, you can wait five minutes, right, and yes, it's not as bad as it first was, but you still fucking feel it, you know what I mean? That pain can sit with you for a good ass long time. So the the whole oh yeah, I, I'm not quite sure if I was hitting the balls or not. Yeah, that just tells us that Herman knows he wasn't hitting the balls. Uh so yeah, fucked up, definitely fucked up, right? But fuck, what are you gonna do? Now I would imagine that. If Rodriguez um, appeals that fight, that's going to a, a no contest. Because that was so egregious. <laughs> There's no, uh, there is no, like, ooh, maybe it would, no. You look at the replay, they slowed it down so many times, different angles, and it's so clear that the knee was in the midsection. Like, wasn't a low blow. Herman went down because he was TKO'd. That was it. So, yeah, I'm imagining that fight gets, uh, you know, put to a no contest at some point. So, we then move to the uh, the ladies' uh, flyweight division. Right, so we had it was a rematch to uh Roxanne Modaferi against Andrea KGB Lee. So their original fight was uh 2014 in Invicta at uh, the uh, you know Invicta 10. So yeah, it was a you know, it was a little while. I do believe it was um it was that fight that then got um, Mother Ferry a title shot. I think she went on to a title shot after uh, after that victory. But um, 
yeah, it was a while back. So, you know, a lot has definitely changed. Um, Modafferi's striking definitely improved. You know, so it was just like, oh, how is this fight going to go, right? So this, it was such a close fight. It really was a close fight. And I think the thing that really just swung it, takedowns. So, first round, Modafferi gets a couple. So, you know, and I think with everything, she just eked out the first round. Second round, Lee gets a couple of takedowns. And I think she just had crisper work. Right, Modafferi definitely struggled in that second. Her her striking, she just couldn't get in as much. But in that third round, whoo! Now, it, it was weird because um, you know, Modafferi definitely came out. John Wood definitely gave her the right talk in the corner. She came out and. She knew she had to do something, right? But Lee was still doing good work, right? But then Mother Fairy gets the takedown. Uh, and that was huge. You know what I mean? That was huge. You know, Lee was able to um, scramble up, but then Mother Fairy gets another one. So even though Lee reversed it, but reversed it at the very end of the round, you know, Modafferi had still got those two takedowns in that third round, and that sealed her the victory. I, I, you know, so that it was great, great work from Modafferi. I think, yeah, I think she definitely needs to. I think she needs that plan C, right? Because in the first round, she made the striking work. But in the second, she struggled. So she probably needs that 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 other thing to kind of mix it up. Whether that be, you know what I mean, just a different variety of kicks. You know, push kicks, something, something. But she needs that other thing just to help. To um, bring her back into fights You know because If that third had gone like the second You know that's Lee's That's Lee all day But uh, you know what I mean Didn't so Definitely hats off to Modafferi So The co-main event God Damn That was some crazy ass shit But I feel it It really uh, I, I think it, it It just showed a lot right So we went to the lightweight division We had Karma Worthy Against Otman Azatar Like both Have shown Just They were dynamite in those hands Right now Azatar had only had one fight and he'd been out since September last year. Worthy had fought a couple of times this year. So, no, I think just once this year. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, I think that fight this year and just 
we we've seen him be able to utilize his ground game you know but in this fight so it started off a little cagey but then Atatar came with the heat right and he landed that first combination that was nasty Right, so that free punch combination that rocked Worthy, rocked him. But it was with, like Worthy, it, I feel it's that pride shit, right? Because he was hurt. But instead of clinching up, taking Atatar down, it was just like, nah, I'm going to make him pay. And that can bite you in the ass. And that's what fucking happened. That's what happened. You know what I mean? Because Adatar came with another flurry. Another huge fucking flurry of just those quick, slick combos. Worthy goes down. Adatar just on him, throw him. And then the ref has to stop it. Right? But Worthy should have tied him up, taken him down after the first one. Because you're hurt. Right? Who ca- like who's gonna say anything? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Take him down. Do like hey, get your wits back, whatever you need to do. And, and, and then do something else. Right? Drop some elbows from the top. You just have to change the narrative But you can't be Oh, you hit me I'm gonna hit you Because when you're rocked You ain't fighting Like you would normally be fighting Yeah, and You just saw it Because Worthy, his guard Was non-existent Like, at it Just landed everything I think Worthy landed One shot Right, a, a hook But there was nothing really on that hook So, God That was a brutal win by Atisar And it'll be interesting to see who he goes up against next But, whoa <laughs> I don't want to be that person You know what I mean? I do not want to be that person So, then we go into the main event, the strawway fight between Michelle Walderson and Angela Hill. And, yo, this was a great fight. It was a really good fucking fight. And, hey, it it was close, right? It was really fucking close. Regardless of what some people may have said You know what I mean? That that was a close fucking fight And it was kind of crazy Because, man, Hill was just Yo, she just put in some great work At the start of that fight She took those first two rounds with just Oh man, just her slick hands Her slick hands and the movement It it was 
man, it was just something else, right? It it really was. She just, oh man, she just show improved. She really fucking did. It was impressive as hell. As impressive as hell. Um, now, and and it wasn't to say that she had it all her own way. You know what I mean? It's Waterstone. You know, she was she was doing okay, but it's just like she couldn't. Uh, she couldn't implement her game. Now it was it was crazy because in that third round, that's when it all changed. All changed, and like there was definitely, I feel it was definitely the the kicks that played a real big part in it. You know what I mean? Like Waterstone was, you know what I mean? It was just the push kicks, the front kicks. She threw some fucking axe kicks off in there. You know what I mean? It, 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 she was just landing really well with those. And, um, yeah, that was big. That was really fucking big. You know what I mean? Um,. I think the other thing as well, takedowns, right? I think that was huge because Hill didn't really, she it didn't really seem that she could get up. I think that was the the big issue with those, right? She wasn't really working from the bottom. And uh, just striking from the bottom is never really a good look. You know? Not really a good look. So, yeah, that 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 was problematic. And you saw it affect Hill in the fourth round. Now, she stuffed the early attempt. But I think that's in the back of your head now. You know what I mean? Like, is she going to take me down? Is she going to hold me? Like, what the fuck can I do? So we did, you know, we saw Hill struggle again in the fourth. Now, because I feel Hill won the first two, so you're going into the fifth one, like, 2-2, right? Which is, you know, that's a big thing. So, um, yeah, that is all about the fifth round. And Waterstone started that fifth round really well. But you just saw Hill drag herself back in it and end it violently. And I did feel that just those huge combinations, just pushing Walter Stone against the fence and unloading and some of those really big fucking shots that she landed, I thought that was probably enough to get the win. But, you mean, it was so close that you couldn't really be irritated that the fight went to Waterstone. Now, one judge gave it, I think it looked like he gave it three rounds difference, which is insane. Right? That they, it, There was one round in that fight. Either, like... However you want to look at it, like, no one won four rounds. 
You know what I mean? It's crazy to think someone won for no, that never happened. That would be crazy, and no round was warranted a ten eight either. So yeah, it, it was a weird one, but yeah, I just think Hill was she wasn't that active in the third round. You know, in 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 the third round, she kind of. Uh, she dropped the ball, which then put her on the back foot. But it was still super fucking close, super close. So I, you know, what I mean, I, I'm, I'd imagine that these two will rematch again down the line. You know what I mean? And hey, this fight, they could fight five times, and you're gonna get a different result each time. You know. But I feel that it it this fight it doesn't take away from Hill's stock, but it does help inform her. Got to work on my ground game, man. You know what I mean? Look, people might take me down, but no one can ever hold me for a round. That's what the thing needs to be, because yeah, you can't get held for a. You know what I mean? A big chunk of a round. Because yeah, that's just some crazy ass shit. Right? So, um, yeah. You know. It'll be interesting how um, things move forward. But this was a great card. That was a lot of fun. And that was a really good fucking main event to end on. So, yeah. Real pleased about that. So, um, great stuff, right? Uh, now, the the awards, I think, I think they all made sense. So, uh, Kevin Chrome, he got a performance of the night, which, yeah, you know what I mean? Of course he did. And so did Ottman Azatar, because, <laughs> you know what I mean? How could you not? And it was an it was a good look that Wilderstone and Hill got the fight at the night because that was an awesome fight. That was an awesome fucking fight. So uh yeah, great work. Really good fucking work. You know, I mean, it was such a fun fight. So uh yeah. Looking forward to um next week, of course, man. Because <laughs> whoa, that's a great card, right? Uh, so yeah, that's it. Okay, people. So we are drawing to a close on another episode. But before we do, is a little bit of news. Hey, so one big bit of news that came through. So because of the just a ridiculous situation. In the Herman Rodriguez fight Rodriguez got paid his win money And you know what That's that's decent right Because yeah he won that fight It's ridiculous Alright so yeah that was huge um, Now next week we have got Woodley v Covington but unfortunately, Mickey Gall is injured and so is out of his fight against Miguel Beza. 
break But we lose a fight We gain a fight So Tyson Nam Who um, was forced out of his fight This weekend Not last weekend You know the weekend just gone He will now be fighting Next week Against Jerome Riviera So right now Oh man That card is 14 fights Right But we still don't know If um, Bieza Is going to get a fight So if they find Bieza A fight That makes 15 fights Which ain't bad At all Nice little lead into Fight Island right So You know we then jump to November And it looks like Diego Diego Ferreira Will be fighting Drew Dober On the 7th You know what I mean Which That's a fun fight people The following week We've got Jeff Molina Against Zara Adajev you know, so that'll be on the 14th On the 28th We're gonna get Sue Sue Madajiri Against Malcolm Gordon um, And yeah I think that's it right now You know what I mean So um, got some fun fights Coming you know I mean? Next week's card That looks crazy And I am hoping Nothing happens to that main event Because we've been waiting on that shit For a couple of years Right And yeah then we um, You know we jump to uh, Fight Island You know what I mean We start off with UFC 253 Then we got Home V Aldana We got Marais V Sanhagen Ortega the Korean Zombie And we end with UFC 254 Khabib the Gaethje So hey we've got a sick run coming people But it does mean that this Tuesday Will be the last uh, contender series Until I believe the 4th of November so, uh, yeah, you know, a lot to look forward to, people. And on Wednesday, we're gonna be breaking down the fights. We've also got Invicta, I think 42 on Friday. So, there's a lot to break down, lot to look forward to, people. Enjoy the fights Tuesday. Peace.